Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. I'm Beth Duran alongside Ricky Romero. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you're waiting for Josh Tolley because Rick, uh, we were about to start the show, then Tolley got a phone call about free agency, about baseball, so we'll, we'll check in with him right now. The guy's always it looking, looks, Or it sounds pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should, like, mute his microphone just in case. But, yeah, yeah. Tolley checked in with me on the show 15 minutes early. I'm like, what are you doing, Tolley? He's like, ah, oh, not much. I'm just here in town. Now the guy's making wheeling deal. He's calling different managers. Somebody just called him asking him for a player. I'm like, when did he become an agent? He, this guy's doing it all. <laughs> hey, man, that guy has a lot of talents. He just – people forget he just can't catch a knuckleball. He can do way more than that. So get it through your heads, people. <laughs> all right, so today's show, no guests. Uh, really appreciate Danny Jansen coming on with us last week, and Danny was fantastic. If you haven't had a chance to go listen to that episode, go and do it. Catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays had a lot of good insight. And what I've noticed, Rick, is that when we get these guys on – the first couple minutes there, you know, I didn't know him. I've never met him before. I think you know him a little bit, um, not really well, but it's more that they give us the cliche answers like, yeah, you know, best shape of my life, you know, working hard. And then all of a sudden, they don't want to hang up, right? He's like, I'm tired. I'm in my car. And then, then boom, he's like there another hour later. And he said he wants to come back on. That's going to be cool. Yeah, no, he, he really enjoyed it. He sent me a message after and saying, that we do such a good job and that he uh, really liked being a guest on it. And again, you know, we tell people, we, not people, we tell the guests that they're free to to be themselves. You know, I think that's the biggest thing that you try and do, um, let them be themselves. And and I think once they get comfortable, they they open up more and more. And we got some good stuff out of it. There he is. There he is. Josh Tony joining us right now. Uh, don't worry, Tony. We're just talking about it. We started the show without what? you. Put Are you wheeling really are you an agent? Yeah. That's what I do, buddy. What happened, Tolly? <laughs> well, I just got a call from Wally Backman. He's looking for a couple players, so I had to make a few phone calls. When Wally calls, you answer. Ah, uh, Tolly, take take a chance. Catch your breath right now. You don't have your hat on right now. You look disheveled. You look like you just caught seven bullpens right now, like our boy Danny Jansen last week. Yeah, he was great, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's what we were talking about, how guys just come on the show, and all of a sudden they're like, really loosen up and they open up and we have fun with it. How what was the reaction to Danny Jansen amongst your people? They loved it. I, I Listen, I think I knew Danny was going to be great in the first place, but I think you're right. As the show went on, he loosened up. 
all my people loved, I love Totally Farm, New York. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I love the, I love the storytelling and, and it's cool to hear his honesty too. Like, Hey, the struggle is real. Man. And I, th I think that's good for the kids to hear. Yeah. And the parents for that you know what stood out, you know what stood out for me too, Beto, is him talking about how he only played 18 games his senior year. Yeah. To be able to get drafted and on top of that, you know, not be a high draft pick and go out there and prove yourself at the minor league level and then make it to the big leagues. I mean, it speaks volumes to who he is as a player and as a person and um and yeah, that's that's it's easy to to root for guys like that, and you just hope he goes out there and, and dominates this season. I know last season was a little bit tough for him, but you know he dealt with injuries too. And we all know when 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 you're dealing with injuries and stuff like that, and you're on and off, on and off, you just never catch your groove. But I know once he came back from the DL, he caught fire there at the end. So you just hope he kind of can ride that into spring training here when they start games, and then into the season because he's a big part of that team. Yeah, and if uh, you guys follow us on Instagram, the Let's Go Ricky Row Instagram page, uh, I started posting, you know, clips on the real section. Um, I'm still learning the real. Like, I'm I'm good at social media, but damn, I feel old because I don't have I haven't been doing the real stuff. So I did this, and I took the clip of him and Danny Jansen's advice for young catchers. That one got over three thousand views on the reels, and it's like, wait, usually we can get like a six hundred, a thousand off it. It's pretty good. And his advice: watch baseball games. I. I you know, we forget about that sometimes. How, Rick, how many times have we gone to camps where we're talking to the kids? Or, Tola, you know this too, where you tell kids, oh, who's your favorite player? And they're like, um, who's your favorite team? Um, who'd you watch? I was like, um, kids don't watch baseball anymore. Yeah. They'll play the video game, they see the highlights, but they're not really watching it. And I thought that was refreshing because Jensen's only 24, 25 years old saying, watch games, watch catchers. Like, that was really th uh, a cool thing. And I saw the shares. Uh, our boy at Legacy High School here in Southern California made sure to send it out to his team. Like, watch baseball. What a concept, right, Tolly? Yeah. No, believe it or not, you might learn something. Old coach told me that before. Watch the game. You might learn something. It's true. You will. You learn something every every day you turn on the TV. Something in that game will happen that you've never seen before, especially young kids who really never watched the game. And I, I actually listened to a podcast this morning with Sean Casey and John Hirschbeck, a retired umpire. Mm -hmm. And and Hirsch said that like he echoed that. Like I've seen things every day when you when you've been in the game for 40 years, you think you've seen it all. Until you step on the field and you haven't seen you haven't seen it all. And it's the same thing with the kids. Like the, the I, I like Danny's point about the styles, right? Like we used to mimic Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Now you ask the kids you're right. They don't. They don't know who Aaron Judge is. Most of them, like, holy jeez, you like, they they don't have a problem turning on the TV until it's something they don't want to watch. I guess maybe that's the problem. Yeah, and it's and it's true. And it's true. Um, I was I was gonna touch on what Josh said. You 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 do have to. I know when we were kids, we, you were always trying to imitate somebody. For me, it was yeah. you know Griffey Jr. or Randy Johnson because I was left-handed. Uh, stuff like that, you know, I knew who other players on other teams were. And even though I grew up a Dodger fan, I knew who who uh, I wanted to follow and, and be like and, and do stuff like and, and things like that. But obviously the, the, the biggest problem in, in life is obviously this. Yeah. You know, you, you see 10, 
nine, 10, 11, 12 year old kids with phones now. And, and you see them glued to that. And, you know, it's no knock on parents. It's what the, the era we live in now or, and, and it's just like that, you know, but you almost wish that, yeah, when it's time to like go watch a game, I know, like I said, as a young kid, when I used to go with my dad and sit in the pavilion out in left field or center field in, at Dodger stadium, I'd like, I'd, I'd lock it in. I'd lock it in. And even till this day, I like to lock it in. And, Kara, my wife will tell me sometimes, she's like, man, I I come with you and you just really don't talk during a game. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I just, I, I'm locked in. We're watching for different things. And obviously with my experience, I'm sure Josh too, he watches a game and it's a completely different set of eyes than, you know, let's say uh, high, a high school kid watching a game. Yeah. You just dissect it differently. And that it just keeps my mind going. I'm always like, Trying to call pitches, trying to think what the pitcher's throwing. We're look. I'm looking at signs. I'm sure Josh, you do too. When you're watching TV and they're giving one signs and you you, you see what they give. I'm sure you're just like, oh shit! Like here we go. Like it's if it's yeah. an O2 pitch and they're trying to bust the guy in. You're like, oh man, he better get it in or else, you know, it's gonna it's get in the get seats. Hit. Yeah. So yeah, it, it it's cool the, the the stuff that we look for now. You and, still and, do that now as retired players? Yeah, I do. I love it. That's how I watch the game. That's how I watch the game. I mean, what I mean, we, Ricky's right. We see the game in a different in a different lens, but the that's the only way I know how to watch the game. Huh? But I, I I will tell you this. I started catching because I used to watch Mike Matheny every single day. Opening day was like a holiday where I'm from. I I grew up in I'll call it Cardinals Nation, and. <laughs> We would get off school. My parents would leave me out of school so we could watch opening day. That's just what we did. Now it's like, I would be lucky to put people in the seats in opening day. <laughs> really? Totally. So yeah. when you watch a game right now, <clears throat> and I, I find this fascinating because me, I'm in left field drinking $22 micheladas at Dodger Stadium because like a lot of fans don't go to watch the game. They go to hang out. That's what it is. And you're right, Rick. The time I've seen you at a game, you just sit there because – you get mad at people because they just want to go drink and hang out. Like you, you sit there and you lock in on yeah. games. And hey, <clears throat> I'm not saying everyone has to be like no, me no, no. Either. But I, I just like <clears throat> I like hearing that perspective from you like, now because I think people who are watching this and for parents of young kids, like you know, if I'm a, a parent of watching a young kid and kids are going to tell me it's boring, if there's somebody there explaining it to me, that I think would be fascinating. Now, Rick, when you're watching this, and totally same question to you, what is it that you're watching, or are you reminiscing about what you did? Like, what is it that's going on through your head as you're watching this game? Mainly pitch sequences. Mm, that's yeah. that's probably my like. That's I mean, uh, I would come up with combos my entire life, right? Like trying to figure out how to get hitters out, and a lot of the new hitters I don't know. But like, if you don't have any any history or any report on them. You, you pitch a certain way, and it's just like, well, I wonder why he did that. Interesting. They, oh, that's oh, they throw this pitch. Oh, that's I bet he did that because of this. Most of the yeah. time. Now, they, I mean, the game has changed a little bit. Yeah. Because every every pitch is a swing and miss pitch, but still, I mean, there's there, there's still your handful. Um, I mean, like Jacob Degrom is like around here can't can't miss TV. Like freaking turn the tube on. It was like when Matt Harvey was a Dark Knight, like. That's what you did. You just tuned in because you never knew what you were going to see. And that's, that's when DeGrom pitches, I, I kind of hunker down in the basement and turn the game on, and it's he's fun to watch pitch. 
and you can see him. I mean, he's three steps ahead of the hitters as to why he's successful. I think. I mean, along with his power fastball and every everything else that is electric coming out of his hand. Yeah, I, I yeah, a little bit to what Josh said. I like watching pitch sequence, but I also like watching what hitters are doing. You know, because hmm. again, now I have the seat where I can look for that. When you're when you're on the mound, sixty feet six inches, you see it, but you rely more on the catcher to see the, the little adjustments that hitters make hitters they, you know they either move up on the plate move back on the plate maybe open up a little bit uh maybe tr try and take away the inner half of the plate i look for little stuff like that i love seeing you know defense first steps you know when you're watching the the short the, the your your defense behind you and they're like engaged in every pitch and their first step and what and what they're doing and that that part to me is amazing you know because sometimes uh we always say, you know, you go, you move up through levels at the high A, double A, triple A level, and then big league defense is just on another level. Like I remember my first double A game, a ball was hit in the gap, and I was like, man, that that ball's crushed. And my fielder at the time ran like I don't know a long way, and he caught the ball, and they're like, hey, welcome to double A defense. This is what we do here, and and it's crazy to do that in double A because when you get to the big leagues, it's even a hundred times better, and uh, yeah. I, I love seeing that like defense like that. They, they some of those some of those uh, uh, fly balls in the in the gap, they are not as easy as you think they are. You yeah. know the way that center fielders and left fielders and right fielders make it look, they're not as like the jumps that they get. I mean, a lot of these balls are hit with a lot of backspin, and they're moving, and you know some of those line drives are not always straight. Uh, they look straight on TV, but they make it look a lot easier than when you think they are. Yeah, hey, that's a hey, that's a wicked position. Playing the outfield is hard. Like, <laughs> imagine running full tilt with your eyes bouncing, and you have to like not take your eye off the ball. Gliding. You think how hard? Yeah, gliding, gliding, and they do. That's why, like, yeah. Kevin Pil when you, Kevin Pillar is incredibly valuable. Like, yeah. period. Like, this dude goes and gets everything. I watch. He doesn't this. have a job yet, right? Nope. No, no. Wow. A, lot, a lot of people don't have jobs. We're going to get into that right now. But just to wrap that up, I actually uh, went to watch Long Beach State play the other day. I had a, a Sunday where I had nothing to do. So I went, watched a couple of innings. And just, you know, college baseball tends to drag because they have so many pitchers there. But I was just watching. I'm like, damn, these guys are like a couple of years away, some of these guys from the major leagues. You know, like this is pretty cool to watch it. So just the ability to go watch baseball wherever you may be right now is a lot of fun. Then this past Sunday, I also went to watch a. My boy, our good friend, Alomar De La Torre, I went to watch him. He's in eighth grade. You know what I liked about him? Playing second base. Alomar De La Torre, who loves Totally Time, who saw me Saturday night. He's like, hey, when's the Totally Time shirt coming out? I'm like, relax. We got to get the artwork first, Alomar. But what is he doing? He's uh, wearing high stirrups, legit stirrups. I like that about him, man. The real yeah. stirrups, the way to do it. Old school. Wearing number 12, swinging a lefty. So, Alomar watches uh, our show when he gets out of school on Tuesday. So there's your shout-out, Alomar. He didn't ask for a shout-out, but I gave it to him because he had the real stirrups. Because some of his teammates had the pants all the way down low, Ricky style, where they're covering up the shoes. No, Alomar, high stirrups, real stirrups. So like a, like a grown-up. That's good parenting right there. <laughs> only, well, that's hey, true. you're all about only, that. Only middle, infielders, only middle infielders can do that, though. And maybe like center field. Like Great point. with my body type, could you imagine me having stirrups on? Go ahead and take that mental picture. 
that doesn't work. But <laughs> hey, tell Alomar, don't change, baby. I love it. Exactly. Now, if you're a catcher, who cares how you wear your pants? Nobody sees them anyways, right? Yeah. Shin guards. Yeah, hey, right. when 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 I was growing up, I was all about pants up, and then I got to the big leagues, and I was like, wait, you get to customize your own pants? I was like, and I saw everyone wearing the pants down, and I was like, man, I'll I'll join the. I'll join the fun. <laughs> hey, oh, you, get oh. to, you get to customize your own pants, literally. Literally. What do you mean? They come in like hand it for you, like a tailor? Yeah. No. They, they're tailor made for you with your last name on them and your number. And they literally come and say, hey, what kind of pants do you want? How do you want them? And then if those pants ain't working, you say, hey, I want to go high high socks. All right, well, let's tailor you to those, to those pants then. Yeah. It's, oh it's man, crazy. I always wondered how come like the guys with the high knees, the stirrups all the way to the knees, like how come the pants look so good and and when I would try it, they would be all puffed up because these guys had them. Oh man, you just ruined my childhood, Rick. Like, yeah, you <laughs> ruined it. Anything from like your waist to your inseam to how long you want them. If oh. you want an open bottom, a closed bottom, dude. It, but you know, like every, every, the the style started to change though. I mean, you see Walker Bueller, like his pants painted them on. Like, yeah, like pants high. Yeah. Can you imagine Josh Tolley in a pair of those? Yeah, let's go. Some spandex. Come on, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It would look good on me, I'm sure. All right, before we get to the big leagues, uh, Ricky Romero had his coaching debut this weekend, right? Big weekend for your kids. Is Sebastian Romero going high stirrups or is he going uh, a full pant? What's he doing? Low pants, dude. They don't sell them. They don't sell low, like like short pants anymore. Like Nike pants are like long and they're open bottom. Oh, yeah, so I got yeah. them those. All right, all right. And uh, how did how did Sebastian do, dude? So listen to this. Um, so the on um, it was a Friday night game. It's again, it's it's, it's pitcher coach, coach pitcher. Pitcher, the, the 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 pitching or the coach throws. He's a pitcher and. There's no score, no outs, no nothing like that. But there's a fence, and Sebastian hit it out twice, dude. No joke. Wow. At least somebody in the family can hit. <laughs> hey, Ricky. Go remind punch you what that bad means. R- Ricky, how many tickets did you punch this weekend? None. I can just picture Ricky out there just like every, every other dad's like trying to hit the barrel. Ricky's like, no, nasty slider, swing and miss. Boom, right no. over top of it. See you, kid. Sit in the truck. No, these kids are like uh, five and six year, five and six. So, uh, but nah, man, it was crazy. It was like, honestly, like to see the smile, like now I see what you guys are talking about, about like seeing your kids smile when they, when they do something cool. Like this first one, like he hit it out and he kind of looked like, and on the drive, or and then the second one, he hit it out like it was a a, a laser, laser, just boom. And you can tell he enjoyed the moment. But I asked him after, I was like, "How did it feel?" He's like, "Daddy, I can't believe so many people were clapping for me." <laughs> and I thought that was cool, man. Like honestly, like I thought it was cool. Like I came home and my wife wasn't able to go to the game because it was a late night game with the baby and all that. Um, but like. Like literally, like it was like to see it the how much he enjoyed it and how much he loved it. Like it when I like showered that night and I went to bed, like I was talking to Kara and you I teared up a bit. I, I honestly did, man. I admit it. Like it was just cool, a cool moment because it was a daddy son moment. 
nobody was there, uh, you know, from our family or anything like that. But it was a cool moment that both of us shared, you know, and uh, it was pretty cool. And I'm sure it's the yeah. first of many accomplishments for him. And, and again, it doesn't <clears throat> count. I'm worried about him being the best player or anything like that. But to see his excitement level and 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 he realized how quick this this game can humble you because we played on sunday and he thought he was going to hit you know three home runs and he didn't hit any and uh the fence was a little further back this time and he got in the in our car and he's like daddy i didn't hit any home runs and i'm like well son this is baseball <laughs> you know it's just this is what this is this is the game you know <laughs> ricky ricky tell the fans that your son is the best shortstop in california Blah, 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 blah. Go ahead. Shit. Just do it. Defense, Let me bro. tell you something. I'm going to tell you guys a quick story of what happened to me yesterday. I was at a hardware store with a buddy of mine. And my buddy, the buddy of mine is like, he's black and white. Like, this is no gray area. It's like, he just tells it how it is. He doesn't care. And I was talking to this guy about the batting cage, blah, blah, blah. And the guy says, yeah, my son, he was the best shortstop in the area. And this guy looks him dead in the face and says... Where did he go to college to play? Oh, he didn't. He goes, well, if he was that good, why didn't he go to college? Well, his grades, you know, this and that. And he got hurt. And I was like, that that is the epitome of, like, fallacies for the parents. It's like, no, your kid is not actually that good. If so, somebody would have found him. But it's like, I, I, it, it's, it's so true, though. Like, this guy has been pumping his kid up, literally, Ricky, probably since he's been six. Oh, he's the best shortstop in the world. That's what made me think. I was like, just do it. Every other parent does it. Just tell everybody he's the best. Sebastian, <laughs> you are the best. You are going to be um, the big league shortstop for the Dodgers. Ready, go. Hey, Sebastian How, had <clears throat> post-game energy. You you go hold, on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Ricky, could you imagine <clears throat> talking like that? No. <laughs> ever, ever. Even if your no. kid was the best. Even if your kid was the best. You would never say that. You know, And it's funny you say that. You know, because this is what I'm teaching him, like, like little things about life and, and in the game, yeah. I could see him because he's he's one of the bigger kids on his team, probably the biggest kid. And when other I put him at first base and kids were throwing the ball to him and and he would be like, hey, so and so, that's a good throw. That's a good throw. Way to throw it to me. And I'm like, that's badass. That's what that's yeah. that's what I that's want. what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you can tell he was encouraging and I'm, it's not coming from me. I'm not telling them to do that, but. I think he sees the way I am with him when I'm like encouraging him, like, hey, um, that's a good throw, or hey, way to field that ball, or hey, way to do this. Like he was doing it to his teammates, dude. And I was like, Hey, that's a good swing. Hey, good swing, good swing, good swing. And I'm like, holy smokes, like he I might he might seem like he's not listening to me like 80% of the time, but he really is, you know, and that's just the yeah. way kids are. You just yeah. you just hope he soaks in the good stuff and and he he he's a good person and a good teammate. Hey, who's uh, that first yeah. baseman? The mayor? What's it? Uh, Sean Casey. Sean Casey, like where everybody would get to first base and he's having a full-on conversation with them, right? That, yeah. That's gonna be Sebastian, right? At first base in T-ball. Hey, man, the good home, good job on your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Like that's man, awesome. When he when he did that though, I was like, man, that yeah, that, that's cool. that I'm even more proud of that than him hitting. No doubt, because it's it's. Yeah, but at, at some point, you're going to have to teach him failure, right? Like, you're going to have to teach him what it's like when you punch out four times in a game. So it's yeah. like just embrace the great moments. And the, there's be plenty of bad moments on the field. He'll kick balls, right? Like, it's just those moments that, like, you use them as teaching, teaching pieces for them. 
but it just the the fact that we've been on the whole daddy bowl and my kids the best i just they i thought it was so funny what happened to me yesterday i was like this is why this is why i do what i do well uh our good friend billy wardlow sent me a, a reel <laughs> uh about there's two types of little league dads I, I can't post it up here but i couldn't figure it out but what, one dad's like hey if my kid sucks, you bench him. The other dad is like, hey, my kid hasn't pitched. Uh, he needs to get a requirement of 3.4 innings in per game. <laughs> like, there's two types of dads. So we go back. Well, we can we can do a whole separate other podcast about how to be a Little League dad uh, about that. But that's another, yeah. another story. Yeah, I like it. That's right. All, right. All right, let's get going into the topics today. Uh, Dodgers still don't have Freddie Freeman. The Braves traded for Matt Olson. So let's get going. Josh Tolley, before the show started – said he doesn't think the Dodgers are getting afraid of Freeman. Now, Tolley is connected. You you saw the show started. He wasn't on our show because he was on the phone with somebody. What the heck is going on with Freddie Freeman? And don't piss off Dodger fans right now, Tolley. I won't. I mean, you never know. The Dodgers could write the check. But my, my prediction, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said but. Well, they could. I mean, but this is my prediction. I'm giving you my prediction. So, Uh-oh. all right, here it is. The Blue Jays come on hot yesterday. All the reporters are, are are saying the Blue Jays are on them, the Blue Jays are on them. Well, then who comes out of the woodwork last night? The Red Sox and the Yankees. Nobody wants to play Freddie Freeman twice or 18 times in a season. Nobody. So the Yankees, who have a deep checkbook, the Red Sox, who have a deep checkbook, says, well, if we can't beat them, let's just have them join us, Right. And I think that's their mentality. I see, the, I me personally, I see him going to an American League East team, whoever's going to open up the checkbook the most and probably the fastest. I would imagine Freddie wants to get to camp at this point. Hey, and, and breaking news, talking about opening up the wallet, the Braves opened up the wallet to Matt Olson, eight years, $168 million. So you're telling me Freddie Freeman is not sitting there like, I know he's older, but I mean, he was. Yeah, I mean, his numbers will be north of 300 for Freddie. He's 32 years old, his last big contract. And uh, so I was, uh, I've been working on uh, Special Sports since the Dodgers show uh, the last couple of days over the weekend. And, you know, obviously the big topic has been Freddie Freeman and what's going to go on with him. And I, I said yesterday, the longer it takes, the less. Confident I am that the Dodgers will sign him. And now, Freddie Freeman grew up in Orange County, which is nowhere near Dodger Stadium. He lives in South Orange County, which is closer to San Diego than it is the Dodger Stadium. So all the Dodgers fans are saying, oh, he has a house here. But it's Corona Del Mar. He might as well live in the city going up to where Tolly lives. Like, that's how far away. It's an hour and a half yeah. drive easy without the traffic. Might, might as well sign with Anaheim. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how, that's- the less confident I am, the longer it drags out. And when yesterday the news came out, like, oh, Toronto's, like, wait a minute. And then Canadian guy. Then I went and looked at how much the Rogers Center, uh, the Rogers Group made as a profit last couple of years. Yeah. Like, oh, they got the budget. Then I completely forgot. He's Canadian. He has a yeah, Canadian he's got, citizenship. He's got Canadian ties. He played on the Olympic team or the national yeah. team. Many, uh, uh, WBC anyway. team. WBC yeah. team. Thank you. Yes, that's right. But listen, Rogers Communication, and I – I don't know this to be a fact, but I would imagine, and Ricky, you probably know better than me, this baseball operation for Roger Communication, I would imagine is about 4 or 5% of their business, yeah. right? Yeah. Like this is yeah. just like they're probably looking, they're they're hoping they lose money, right? They, they need some sort of 
tax incentive at the end of it, but but they, they're loaded. So the, I don't think the the budgeting for them is the issue. I think, but I, I do. I, I see Cashman, Heim Bloom, I see those guys saying, we don't want to do this for 18 times because, dude, once he gets hot on a team, he'll just kill you. I was with the Mets. Freddie Freeman killed us. It didn't matter where we played him. Yeah. Anywhere. No, he killed yeah, us. He, he's, he's a heck of a hitter. And I, I, I think I'm with you too, Beto. I feel like, you know, obviously with that with that trade that the Braves made yesterday yep. and, and, and teams kind of start seeing this and other teams start seeing what's going on. And then they're like, hey, let's just jump on it and see what's up, you know, and kind of like the Red Sox. Nobody was talking about them. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden they're like, all right, this move is being made. This guy's going here. This guy's going there. All right, how about we jump in on, on Freddie Freeman too and check in on him? And those are the teams that usually sometimes, I don't know where they will open up those, that checkbook and they'll be like, all right, come, come on down, you know. But it's just, uh, to me, it's tough to see where he ends up just because I feel like it's a really toss-up. And I'm with Josh. I think he ends up in the AL East mm-hmm. unless he really, really wants to come home and, and play for the Dodgers. Um, but, you know, Dodger fans want everyone too. So they yeah. can't have everyone. But also, <clears throat> Freddie Freeman, people start saying, oh, he comes home. I'm like, wait a minute. His wife went to the University of Central Florida. They have a big house in Atlanta. She's got Yeah, and it says the Rays are, are in it too, though. Like, I, the I don't Rays. know where Tampa comes in. <clears throat> yeah. So there's always that. It, it, when, it, when it was the Dodgers and the Braves, in the back of my head, I'm like, wait, there's always a third team, right? There's always a mystery team that just pops on in, and now we're starting to see these kind of things. So Dodger fans, yeah. oof. Josh, I got something for you. Him being the franchise, would you have kept him in Atlanta? I would have kept him in Atlanta, but I'm a traditionalist. I would say the same thing about Jacob DeGrom in New York as a Met. Like, just find a way to let this be his home. Like, yeah. listen, I, you know you know how I feel about Alex. I think Alex is one of the best person, personality-wise, personable, smart at what he does. He is – I, I like what Alex does. I'm sure he has a rhyme or reason for what he did, but if I was a general manager, I that's what I would have done. I would have tried yeah. to I would have tried to find a way. And there's another group you can get deep into the books because they're a publicly traded company. Yep. They're they're owned by Liberty Media Group. Made a bunch like of money. A lot of money, right? So and I don't think there, there, there is I don't think money's about, the issue. No. There, there there's there is something about seeing guys like that that you've watched them. Like yeah. we've watched Freddie Freeman from when he was a young kid, yeah. and right. I mean, he was there through the the toughest of the toughest yeah. times, and you know, when they stunk, and and to be able to win a World Series and do what he did, and he's the consistency he's been able to maintain. It, it, it those are the guys. He, yeah, you're right. You wish you, you see him in an Atlanta Braves uniform for the rest of his career. Like, hey, here you yeah. give him the Kobe the Kobe treatment. The we see it with Clayton Kershaw. You know, does, yeah, does, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Like they're like, all right, we'll keep you on a one. Not that he wanted a one year, but Kirsch is obviously a little older, and yeah. and he's probably on the tail end of his career. But here, here we're going to reward you with the one year, you know, fifteen million, whatever they gave. One year, million. seventeen. But the, the thing with the Dodgers, yeah. they need Kershaw because they, they don't have that much depth in their no. rotation. <clears throat> You're <Yeah>. right. <clears throat> now, Alex, who you mentioned is Alex Anthropoulos, the general manager of the <clears throat> Braves. Excuse me, there, and he yesterday talked to the media and afterwards was almost in tears talking about how they had a trade for Matt Olson. Um, 
And look, look at this tweet that came out right now. Alex Anthropolis fought back tears as he discussed the Olsen trade, which led to Ricky <laughs> Romero tweeting, I wonder if my guy AA cried when he released me. Hilarious, funny, good job by you, Ricky. But the whole tweet was um, the toughest decision he had to make as a GM. It was clear he meant the Freddie Freeman aspect without saying his name. Ricky tweets, again, I wonder if my guy AA cried when he released me. As a joke, going back and forth. Over a thousand <laughs> likes on Twitter, and you don't even have that. You only have a couple thousand followers on Twitter, which was hilarious. So that means it was trending in Canada. People loved it. And Ricky, that's fun. That's personality. I like that from you. But <laughs> it was all in good fun, man. It, it really was. I, I just, it, it was. I saw that, and I just like, I was like, oh, I got to jump on this, uh, yeah, on this, on this tweet here, and retweeted with the comment of mine, and. It was Again, fun. it was all fun. I mean, AA and I had a great relationship, um, you know, even though it end, it didn't end for both. I mean, as a GM, the GM that signed you to a contract doesn't want to see you struggle. He wants to see you succeed. Yeah, because he, he gets fired. <laughs> yeah, he wants to look as a guy that, hell yeah, I, 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 I locked this guy up. And obviously things didn't work out for me at the end. But you know what? Um, at the end of the day, like I said, you're happy with he's been able to accomplish a, a lot bigger yeah. things than um, but again, um, yeah, this was all good fun. It was, yeah. it was, I thought it was pretty funny and some people laughed at it, other <laughs> people a little bit too serious about it. Now, know. totally remember you got rid of Twitter for a reason, right? Yeah. That's why I got rid of Twitter. Boy. And let me take you back to it. Let me take you back. Totally. Do you miss these kind of comments? Yeah. I, I know uh, I cried tears of anger when he traded for R.A. Dickey. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I like. I don't even, like. I just, I'm, I can become an angry person. Like, I just, I'll just come off the rails and just blast the guy. Like, so it's just better. I don't say anything. I stay out of it. I don't. Hey, yeah, this guy doesn't know that it gave us Josh Tolley and Mike Nickens. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what about snort. this one, Tolley? There were some positive fans. We had some positive ones uh, for Ricky. <clears throat> I feel like every Blue Jays fan wanted you to succeed, bro. Injury screwed you up, dog. That's from Gertage717. Uh, Snowfy said, the shade, but I miss you. Tough seeing my favorites go one by one. Uh, and then also, miss you, love watching you pitch. Left everything out there, respect. So, see, totally, Twitter had some positive reaction to it. Yeah, but it's not worth it. The good doesn't outweigh the bad. <laughs> you guys are, you guys you know are crazy. I, I, had a, I, had a, I had an old account, and, and I got rid of it, too. Like I was like, oh, I don't underneath this. I mean, it had over 100,000 followers, yeah. and it was during that time where Twitter was blowing up, and, and we were we engaged with fans and all that, and then it just got a little bit too personal, and you do start struggling, and you start seeing people come out, like, wishing you death, and you cost me money, you're an asshole, or this and that. And it's crazy because you, you do see some of that stuff. But so I, I I deleted that whole account, and then when I tried to come back to to uh, to get my name back, somebody had taken it, so I had to change it and start from scratch. But now, like that, I'm on the outside looking in. I don't give a shit what anybody <laughs> says. You know, I, just, I, uh, I just I don't just don't have time to fight with people, dude. Yeah, like I, like, I, like I was like tweeting at some people, like, "Hey, man, relax. Like, ha take a chill yeah. pill, bro. It's 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 it's, it's all in fun. Like, I'm not serious here." Totally. What about this comment? They need to hear that. You're right. What about this Go comment? Ahead. Well, it clearly wasn't the toughest decision he'd ever made. <laughs> <laughs> See, like that's like like that's that's humor to me. Like I think yeah. that's a that's a funny like rebuttal. I would laugh at that. Oh yeah. Like, but as I told like, Ricky yesterday, I was like, Rick, uh, just reply to these people, man. Have fun with it because 
you're obviously at peace with what happened in your career. Yeah. So is he. He's moved on. Have fun with it. And so what's the best way to shut up a troll? Engage him. Because they're like, uh, 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 uh. How about this yeah. one? I heard he helped pack your bags and carry them to your car. He even gave you $20 for gas and a bag lunch. Is this true? Did you get a bag <laughs> no, lunch? It's, no, it's not. He didn't have to give him a 20 He already paid me whatever the number was. Hey, <laughs> that's what I would have said back. <laughs> Tough tickets, buddy. I, listen, Alex, I, I have the utmost respect because of what Ricky said. Like, when it all comes to head yeah. and it all comes to an end, he calls you in the office. He says, JT, we're good. Thanks for thanks for everything you did. And you and you move along and he still keeps the relationship. Like you it, people that, that just doesn't happen anymore. And that's right. why I yeah. if Alex Anthopoulos ever calls me and one hey, what do you got on this guy? I would pick my phone up instantly. I yeah. have that much respect for and him. You know, you know what? Now that we're in this topic, let's talk about the release story. When I got released, it was it, yeah. dude. It, I was crying like it, it just it, you just feel like you've been fired from work and obviously it's it, you who wants to get fired you know nobody does and I remember it was uh I was trying to come back from my knee injury for my knee surgeries and it just I can just tell I was struggling I was laboring and through my bullpens through everything it was just like such it, it just the buildup had just become so much and and I you know obviously I would I would hope that that they would just continue to give me some more time. And, and, and I was in, uh, in Florida in spring training or, uh, in extended spring trying to get right. Um, we had just found out that, uh, Carl was pregnant with Sebastian and, um, and we were actually going to go find the gender, uh, the week I got released, like I got released and then two, uh, I had to stay an extra day, because she had an appointment and we had, we were going to go find out the gender. Obviously I didn't when, when I did that, I didn't realize, or I didn't know that where I was going to get released. So we had all the appointments set up and everything. So that was kind of awkward staying back in Dunedin, Florida for an extra one, two days, just to try and find the gender of our, of our son. And, um, and I remember sitting there <clears throat> or I get done with the workout and I'm in the locker room and, uh, one of the pitching coaches comes and grabs me and I knew it's like you 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 know that feeling right Josh when they just like it's just they're they're really quiet and everyone's kind of quiet around you and you're just like what the hell is going on and then they're like hey Ricky can can I get a word with you and he's like hey uh Alex is in the office he wants to see you and I was like fuck like that was my first reaction like damn it like so I go and sit down and you know I'm still holding hope saying like hey man like continue to take your time and you know, we're here for you, yada, 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 whatever. But he sat me down in the office and it was, it was around other coaches. And he's like, hey, man, um, you know, I just wanted to bring you in and talk to you and, and let you know that, you know, we're going to we're going to. And, and the words are not, weren't easy for him to come out either. You know, like obviously because we had a great relationship. He's like, we're going to release you. And I just remember putting my head down and I was like, fuck, like you, you, in tears. You know, this the Toronto Blue Jays is all I'd ever known for 10 years. And yeah. And I came in there as a young 20-year-old kid from Cal State Fullerton out of East Los Angeles that, you know, just they, they took me in. They embraced me. The whole country embraced me. The city, everywhere I went, it was just such an awesome experience. And um, <clears throat> and Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. After that, it's like you black out. I don't even remember our conversation after that because you you just start thinking about your next step and what's what's going to happen after. And you're like, man, is my baseball career over? I can't get over these nagging injuries. Um, and I think, you know, you're mad and I might have said some things that, you know, not anything that was bad, but I was like, man, like, you can't do this. Like, like, come on, man. Like, like, you always want to say, take it back, take it back. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Let, let, let me continue to work out here, man. Like, you know, I'll be, I'll continue to be a positive influence on the kids that are around me here and the young kids and, and stuff like that. But unfortunately you, you learn that that's part of the business and it's just, it, it, it just happens. It was for him, for him, he felt it was time for me to move on. And um, for, uh, fortunately, I was able to land on my feet with the Giants. And and even though I didn't work out there, I mean, when you get released from there, it was it wasn't the same like emotional roller coaster, I would say. But it was it still sucked, you know, when you get brought in the office. Uh, this was after I threw a bullpen in Tacoma. We were in, I was with Sacramento. And I had a rough game the night before, and the the manager just brought me in and said, "Hey, man, uh, you know they're gonna release you. We've seen how hard you've worked." I think I for, from when I that second time I got released, when the manager sat me down, and they're like, "Man, you're everything a teammate can be. You know, you're you're you, the way you engage with everyone, with all the young guys and this and that. You're a great teammate, great person. That that to me meant a lot. You know, the fact that he yeah. said that because I hadn't been part of that organization for a long time." And the ties that I still have there and that I was able to build there, I still keep in touch with a lot of those guys. And uh, But, yeah, man, I remember going back to the hotel, and then you just freaking pack your bags. I headed back to Sacramento, jumped on the car, uh, packed my apartment up, and then just drove home. And and, and that was it, you know. And, and yeah, the, the you know, twice I was released. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's not fun. fun I, th- I think it's game. different. It is part of the game, Rick. And I, but I think it's different too, like you said. Like if I would have been released by the Mets, but as I got into my career and you get traded and then you get a deal and then you then become a free agent and the team signs you back and then all of a sudden then they don't want you back and you go to a different team, you get hurt, then you get released. Like it just it didn't. It I mean I was with a handful of teams at the end of my career, right? So it's like it just became kind of the norm, right? Okay, you're out next one's in start over that was if, if if i would have probably felt the way the same way you did if it was the only thing you knew right like that was that that's the hardest thing is you're like now oh shit now what do i do you just yeah. know the people at the blue jay you don't know anybody else yeah yeah let me let me ask you this was it tough for you when they told you you were traded from the new york mets uh yeah it was weird because the deal wasn't done it was like hey we're probably going to trade you but they need to work through a deal with RA before this gets done. But if the, the deal gets done, then the trade will happen. There was a lot of like moving parts to the whole thing. And I was kind of in shock. I was like, oh, okay, just call me when it's done. But it was weird because the Mets sent um, Ray Ramirez out to Denver where I lived uh, because I had a hamstring injection in October of that year. So now let's call this December sometime. I think we got traded in December. So now it was December, and he came the week before the trade because he wanted to watch me run. He was, like, hell-bent. He's like, I need you to run. I was like, you mean to run where? 
And he's like, I need to see you do some sprint. I was like, I haven't ran my entire career. Now you want me to run? <laughs> so, so I did. I ran. And and now looking back on it, that's why Ray Ramirez was there, right? Just to make sure I was healthy. Damn. Damn. The business side of it, man. It's uh, I love doing the podcast. Every single week, I always hear some new stories about where you're going. And it's like we've heard some of these stories and inclinations, but it's always interesting to hear it. And, like I said, for the high school coaches or the parents who are listening, yeah, <clears throat> this is why Tolly and Ricky stress about be a kid and just enjoy being a kid because the moment you sign as a pro, whether you're coming out of high school, whether you're coming out of college, it's a man's game and it is a business. So all this, like, it's okay to just be a 10-year-old playing at the park. You don't have to be flying across the country to go to this showcase because – Nobody cares about you throwing 52 miles an hour in your spin rate when you're 10. Just be a kid. And I, don't, I don't think I'd ever tell, told that story about No, I've it. never heard it. I mean, yeah, and, and everything, having that conversation, walking out of the office into my locker and just cleaning. Like, I literally cried cleaning up my locker because I knew it was the last time I was going to be in a Blue Jay uniform. Like, you know, just seeing my hat, seeing my jersey. Um, seeing my baseball pants and just sitting there like, and again, it was extended spring. Um, not a lot of guys were on my side of the locker room, just the guys that were rehabbing, but I was close to some of those guys. And even like Billy Warlow was there actually, Beto, and he 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 helped me pack my bag. And and he is like, just, you know, because our friendship had grown so much, he was just devastated. And you can tell it was like, he was he was sad, man. And And I'm sitting there literally wiping tears and you're folding your clothes into your uh into your bag and and you're just like all right man like thank you you know thank yeah. thanks thank you everyone thanks thanks right. for everything see you later you know and, yeah but re just remember this though that's the difference between you and a lot of other guys right is a lot of people lose connection i actually talked with somebody this morning about this um who's with the giants as a coach and that's what happens in the game when people don't like you you're just off the map and nobody ever speaks to you again or not necessarily don't like you you're just kind of an irrelevant teammate when you're a good teammate you still have constant contact with it, it's not going to be everybody like out of all the players i've ever played with there's probably six to eight of us that are like tight still that i mm -hmm. i call that i talk to you know a couple times a month but once you're gone, you're irrelevant. And it goes to the point with Billy. Like, that's the truth. The sole truth is like it you could ask Billy right now, and it kills clubhouse guys and trainers when they're one of their guys gets released. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Billy's probably sad he was missing on the tips, but that's all that's for a whole different <laughs> conversation. Oh man. <laughs> no, man, but it, 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 you're right. You're right. I mean it, it kills those guys and Again, I mean, we had Jesse Chavez on here, and he spoke about how close he is to clubbies. You know, yeah. it, it, it's a real thing, man. Players are close to clubbies, and they're just as big as part of the team as as your teammate that's right next to you. You know, they, they yeah. you spend time with them, and 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 they do stuff for you, and you do and you you thank them, and, and but it's it goes beyond that, man. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy the stuff that that they're able to provide for you, like. Shoot, they, they're probably the better sports psychologists than the damn sports psychologists. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs>
question in my life. We'll be talking to him soon. And uh, all right, totally. That was, that was good, man. That was good. This show went all, all kinds of different places. I like that. I like that. Totally. Uh, we got to get you a shirt. This comes from uh, Carlos De La Torre. Catcher, because pitchers need heroes too. We got to get that shirt for you. You got to find a way because we we understand that without the Tolly, this show doesn't happen, right? It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. He's it. damn right. It doesn't. All right. Man. And let's wrap it up. Uh, last night, Ricky went to watch the Lakers take on the uh, Toronto Raptors. And my goodness, you're, you you want to be happy you don't have Twitter right now because Ricky said, sorry, Toronto. Sorry, all of Canada. I'm rooting for LeBron. And uh, nope, it didn't uh, happen right there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Beto, the referee. Hell yeah. Our guy, Mikey V, making these pictures up there. All right, Ricky, go Who's ahead. That? Hey, this guy's amazing, by the way. <laughs> Mikey V, you are the man. I love this shit. It's hilarious, dude. Yeah, the photoshops that we put up there, Mikey V, I'll post them on the Instagram at Let's Go Ricky Row. All right, Ricky, go ahead. Apologize to Canada. Fuck no. <laughs> no, nah, man. I'm you're a Lakers fan. fan? Yeah. Yeah, but you're half Canadian now, too. No, no, no. You're a resident that's of Toronto. You're a resident of Toronto. Like, there's two things that you just can't mess with with me. Laker basketball and 49ers football. That's it. Like, Wait, you're, I, for, hey, you're a 49ers fan? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a Rams fan. Oh, I missed hey, this. I don't know hey, where I've been for the last two weeks. Also, they should be apologizing to me for that ass whooping they, the Lakers <laughs> took last night. Jesus, man. Like... <laughs> Oh, I wore it, dude. I wore it. I, I like my Twitter just blew up. They're like, the, I think the Lakers scored like six points in the first quarter. Oh my, they're bad. It, they're bad. it was like, it they're was bad. like, it was like thirty to six to start well, here's off the a game. I, my my father in law came with me because he's 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 in town. Car's dad, and you know the the Kermit the Frog uh, meme where he's sipping on tea. That was that was my 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 father in law. Just like. I kept like looking at him, and he's like, <laughs> "He's gonna snap! He's gonna snap!" Hey, oh, hey, dude. let me ask you something, Ricky. So, if you're tight with a guy that plays for the Raptors, and he's like, "Yeah, Rick, I got you. Get you tickets. You come to the game. You wear a Lakers jersey and root against him." <laughs> Who got you tickets? Who got you? I would another no. team's jersey. Who yeah. got you tickets? I'm not wearing a other team's jersey. You didn't answer my question. I want to know who got where you got the tickets from. This has a but bunch it of happening because I don't know any Raptors. So uh, <laughs> okay, if, I didn't if, mean to call. I didn't mean to call you out, but no, you have to. You have to. You have to. Hey, yeah, I, I'm a, yeah, man. It, it my team's in shambles, but my guy uh, Donovan Bennett, DJ, back in Toronto, was clowning me this morning too, man. If you see his tweet, like he, I'll show it to you really quick. I, I, so I post that, you know, I'm I'm coming to Toronto for opening day. We're gonna be up there. We our our kids are in spring uh, spring break, so we booked some tickets to go up there. We're gonna go watch opening day and all that good stuff. It's the first time in two years, Toronto the the Rogers Center will be at full capacity, and it's gonna be fun. You know how that is, Josh. Uh, opening day there, yeah. uh, opening day there is electric. They have a young, exciting team. They're expecting to to do great things, and I think it's just gonna be that much better. Anyways, um, I put flights are booked. See you in Toronto for opening day. What does he re What does he do when you're a Lakers fan and are desperate to watch a winning team? Is wow! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I said, my reply was like, oh, one title has you guys feeling too good. Cut the court on that already. You guys are a seven seed. It's not like you guys are blowing through the East, you know? Like, come on, man. But yeah, you pick a fight with one Canadian, you get about a, a hundred of them. And all of them started jumping on me again this morning. And I said, you know what? At the end of the day, leave me alone. My team is in shambles. Like my team stinks. Like, what do you want me to do? Ricky's in shambles right now. All right, yeah. so that's enough. Doctor, that was enough basketball talk for Ricky. If you want to, Ricky underscore road two four. If you guys want to send him a tweet from Canada, thanks to everybody who uh, listens to the podcast and sends pictures from the Let's Go Ricky Road Instagram account. <clears throat> Blue Jay fans in the in the UK want to have us on the podcast. I think we might be able to make something happen. <clears throat> uh, Billy Wardlow, Rachel Lopez, everybody who got their stickers and we're posting it. We appreciate you. Uh, all right, here it is. Tolly time. What do we got today, Tolly? Well, there's going to be a little bit of tussle. There's a little tussle going on. I live in I live in Mets Yankee Nation, right? Um, my biggest rant is going to be against professional sports teams fans. Okay. <laughs> you ready? And go. Let me, well, not yet. Let me set my clock, just so I know what a minute looks like. Because sometimes I get going, guys, and I'm gone. <laughs> So here it is. All right. Stopwatch. Ready? Go. Ever since the New York Yankees traded Gary Sanchez, now the Yankee fans are mad because the deal was not good enough. I have never seen in my life professional sports fans that are so angry. When Gary Sanchez is the catcher and he sucks, get this guy out of here. So you know what Cash does? He gets him out of here. Now they have a problem with Oh, the deal wasn't sweet enough. As to if all of these people know what a sweet deal would be in the major leagues, I don't want to hear any more. Just sit back, enjoy the game. Have your $22 Michelada sitting out in the outfield. Enjoy the game. And that's it. That's it. Stop. 36 seconds. It didn't take me long today. I, no, it's for real, though. How many times – you guys have to hear it, the bandwagon oh. fans, all the time. Holy shit. Gary Sanchez gets traded. My phone's blowing up. By the way, I fought with a lot of these people. I was like, Gary Sanchez last year will be an all-star. The kid, Dude, he was an all-star, or he was almost an all-star. He went off. Now they trade him, and, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We don't have enough catching. Gary, why did we trade Gary Sanchez? I've never seen any group of fans – and it's, I feel like it's mainly baseball fans. Like, you don't hear about it in the NFL. You don't hear about it in the NBA. It's always baseball fans. They're never happy. That was a bad deal. I said, then what the hell is a good deal? Tell me what would deem a good deal. Like, fucking save it. I'm done. I'm done with them. Get out of here, totally. Get All out. right. See you, boys. Hey, we're going we're gonna to go get some uh, $22 Michaela's. Uh, <laughs> what did you? <laughs> Michelada's. Micheladas. Same shit. Micheladas. Bro. Micheladas. Micheladas. Yeah, not Micheladas. Micheladas. <laughs> All right. All right, Tony. Montoya, Chava, appreciate you guys watching. Uh, yeah, he had to go pick up the kids right now. He's on daddy duty. Man, Tony was fired up today, Rick. <laughs> yeah, man. No, that, that, hey, this is a good show, man. This, I, I like these. You know, sometimes we always want to have guests, and we had some yeah. lined up, but. Yeah. Obviously, baseball came back this past week, so everyone's in spring training again. Everyone's back to work, and we, I just didn't know how, how long the, the 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 lockout was going to last. So, you know, I had a few in mind for this week, and they're like, "Hey, dude, we're back, we're back." You know, sorry. <laughs> so, but no, it, it, it's you know when when I feel like when we get uh, stuff that's raw, like yeah, you know, 
for example, like Josh talking about when he got traded, when yeah. I got released, and <clears throat> and stuff like that. Um, you know, people don't don't really ever hear those stories. They just read the newspaper and says, oh, you know, lefty Toronto lefty left-handed pitcher Rick Romero released. That's what yeah. the headline says. You know, nobody really says, hey, what really happened in that meeting? That's why I kind of figured I was like, hey, it's take the show's taking us that way. Let's go that way, you know. It's and tough. I'll tell my story about what happened, how it is packing up your locker room, doing all that stuff, and just getting out of there, you know, and, 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 but then like when you walk into the San Francisco Giants uh, locker room or their minor league complex, when I sign and it's like a completely, like, you don't know anyone, you got to, you, you're, you meeting, you meet about a hundred people and yeah, man, I, I mean, but it, again, it's part of the game and, you know, and, and it, it's just stuff that happens. And like I said, you obviously we wanted to see as a baseball fan, you wanted to see Freddie Freeman back with the Atlanta Braves, but again, it's a business, and and he's gonna go where he can maximize his opportunity. Heck yeah! When it comes to money, because you only you're only gonna make it once. I'm I'm sorry, you know, and and people, oh, he left because of the money. Oh, he left because of well, damn right. I mean, sometimes that's just you know, that's yep. I mean, you get that opportunity once in a lifetime, and and you can't turn it down. So yeah, I hope Freddie Freeman signs where he wants to sign. I mean, I'd love to see him in Toronto. Uh, the the Jays do need a left-handed bat. And a Canadian um, bat, yeah. Yeah, I've been saying that all offseason. They 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 do need a left-handed bat. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I I joke around in the group chat. I'm like, man, they should trade for you know Matt Chapman or bring in Jose Ramirez. I know the the fans. I asked who they want. It was either Freddie Freeman or Jose Ramirez. And and um, yeah, I mean, but they've done a good job uh, of adding pieces to that rotation. At the end of the day, for me, pitching is going to win you the ball games. And yeah, they they added Kikuchi from. Uh, from Seattle and they gave him a nice little deal and you hope that works out. Um, now their, 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 rotation one through five is, is, is pretty solid. So you just hope they stay healthy. And I know it, it, you know, I've always been a fan of Pete Walker out there in Toronto, their pitching coach. Um, so once they get to working with him, I, I, I think coach is going to be pretty good. Man. And there's so many moves to be made in the next couple of weeks. Cause so many guys are yeah. still free agents. As you get ready this to ramp up. This is exciting, man. This is what was missing, right? I mean, the lockout was going yeah. on, and it's just like it was dead, and everyone's like, or even our group chat's a little bit more lit, you know? Like, yeah. like everyone's like, oh, man, where is he going to end up? Or where is he going? Cheese, man. Yeah, so so this is this is what baseball's all about. And, and I think in a couple of days, we start games. So um, it'll be good Game to see. Games. And I always say this, what, I'd, what I would have done for spring training to be three and a half weeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, the, the one thing you just hope for every player out there is for them to be healthy. And yeah. I know they're getting a little bit rushed now, um, because the season's just right on, right around the corner. But, um, I, I wish nothing but health to all my friends and everyone around the league. And, um, there's nothing better than seeing top talent. Um, you know, I sent you guys that picture of, uh, DeGrom and Scherzer. And I'm like, I want to see this, 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 these, these two top guys in, 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 in baseball, you know, top two pitchers in baseball or some of the top two. Um, <clears throat> I want to see them healthy. You know, you just want to see what they're able to do and, and how they, they feed off each other. I mean, can you imagine going three game series and you're getting DeGrom and Scherzer, you no, know, you, you I, I don't want to see that series. <laughs> Unless you're yeah, then. It just makes it fun, you know, and then you hear the, the news about um, Tatis Jr. And you're like, God, like it's almost like deflating as a fan because you know how exciting he is, and, and, and he brings to the game. But then you're like, man, what are you doing riding a motorcycle? You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not even getting into that one. I, that, yeah, that, yeah. Just, no, ah. no, you, know, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and, and so the, it's just 
to me, as a fan, as a baseball fan, you want to see those guys out there and you want to see, you know, the Mike Trout come back and, and do his thing this year. And I want to see Vladdy continue to kill it. Bo continue to kill it. George Springer, you know, and, and man, it, 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 all that, all that shit's exciting. I just want to go to a game right now, man. I, I even looked at the spring training roster uh, schedule. I'm like, when can I get out there? It's going to be too hard to get out there. Uh, yeah, it'll probably be too hard. It's too hard. Um, but I'm, I'm on opening day and, and, uh, it, it should be fun and and. Hey, do you know Edwin Jackson at all? Yeah, I do. Let's get him on. Okay. You, you talk uh, about guys who you you talk going back to a different clubhouse. These guys been on what sixteen teams? Yeah, he'd like, be a good one for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, that ain't just popped up right. I think it's fourteen or sixteen teams. I, one of those. I, I'd be curious to ask him which one hurt the most because, you know, like or which just, one was it's probably. I mean, I wonder if it's the Dodgers. You know, because he was a highly touted. Yeah, prospect. he was. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And now he's just been around there. All right. Uh, <clears throat> thanks again to Montoya, who's a Sunday League All-Star. Chava, who's watching us right now. We need some more beer. Uh, thanks to everybody who's listening. Uh, go to the Let's Go Ricky Roll Instagram page. If you didn't get your stickers, I got a few left. Uh, let me know. I'll send you the address. Uh, Pops Mobile Detailing sent a message right now, so I'm going to send them out to you. Actually, I need you to take care of my truck, man. It's a mess. Kids mess everything <laughs> up, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, Rick. I'll see you uh, this weekend. Right. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Peace.